Welcome back to the Fastest Known Podcast, and this week we're broadcasting, or I should say recording, live from beautiful Kalamazoo, Michigan. That's right, we're here in the Midwest, where, as it happens, is my hometown, where I was born. I, of course, live at fastestknowntime.com international headquarters in Boulder, but I'm here right now in Kalamazoo, Michigan, talking with a local person, Josh Sanders. Welcome, Josh. Howdy. Pumped to be here. Yeah. Well, you, I, as always, I'm going to interject right here that everyone should, no matter who we're talking with, go on to the website, go to the athletes at the top of the menu bar and click their name and look up what they've done. So if we look up Josh Sanders at fastestknown.com, we have 12 FKTs here, Josh. So you're on the case. You're a real active guy. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I love FKTs. Uh, races are fun, and I love the competition. Um, but but there's something about being out in nature by yourself, just kind of going for something special. So I'm I would say I'm more attractive to FKTs right now than I am races. Well, good for you. That's uh, kind of how we look at it as well. Why we started the website, and I'm really delighted that we're here in the Midwest because this is so Western U.S. centric. You know, there's all kinds of people from Colorado. I think maybe eight of our podcast interviews have been with people who live in Boulder. Uh, and we do some international, Carl Egloff, of course, from Ecuador. But Midwest, I think you are the first person from the Midwest and the central United States period. We've had East Coast, but no one from the Midwest. So this is good. Yeah, it's exciting. You know, hopefully this will give me enough street cred to be a cornfield cowboy with Corey. So. Well, we'll, we'll have to see about that. <laughs> but I'm looking on the website and looking at this list here. I love this one. This last one you did just, what was it, four days ago? Yep, Sunday. Sunday you did the Potawatomi Trail. Uh, by the way, this isn't going to be uh, aired this coming Friday. We've we got a few in the can, so this will be coming out in a few months. So I should have said on June 23rd, you did the Potawatomi Trail. Yep. Yeah, that's where a lot of the races here in Michigan are held. Run Woodstock, uh, which is an extremely popular trail weekend. Uh, so that loop is a, a very competitive loop here in Michigan. Uh, so that was actually my third attempt on it. Uh, I got lost the first time, cramped up bad the second time, and then went back out this weekend and got it. So I'm, I'm pretty pumped about it. So that's how it goes. It just New England is known for that. People are just shaving minutes off the classic routes, like the Pimmy Loop, the Prezi Traverse, the Hut to Hut, maybe more than minutes on that one. But here in Michigan, on some of these trails, it's the same thing. You guys are getting after it. Yeah, that, that record had stood for four years, uh, and then it was broken the day before I tried it by uh, my bunny, Jonathan. Uh, and then, you know, I came out, and 22 hours later, you know, took three minutes off of it. But they're, they're getting quite competitive. You know, one of the things about the Midwest is without all those mountain peaks— there tend to be less trails, um, so they the the ones that are competitive can get pretty competitive. Nice, and some of these are rails to trails. Michigan has their little one-liner from the tourist convention bro, uh, bureau, calling itself the rails to trail state, which I like. This is terrific. So in other words, they converted railroads into trails, and of course, they're obviously very flat. On the other hand, there's no cars. Yeah, and and having more miles of rails to trails in any other state, um, you know, there's several trails: the Calhaven Trail, the Lakeshore Trail, Hart Montag Trail, which are all FKTs in Michigan that are 
you know, they're they're what you'd expect out of a Midwest rail trail. They're completely fast, and and you can just you can burn on them. I mean, you can really <laughs> get some speed up because you don't have that elevation. You don't. I mean, they're a one out of one for uh, no, nothing technical. Um, so so those are fun. You know, I, I still went after Black Mountain Crest in April, which is highest elevation in the East. You know, I have the Colorado 14ers most in 24 hours uh, summited. So, so elevation is really what I love, but it's it's nice locally to kind of have your own thing, too, that's different. Very different. So like you said, you can burn. So it means what what did you do on the uh, Potawatomi Trail? It took uh, two hours, nine minutes. So what was your pace? Uh, so that's going to be a little under 730. Now, that is not rails to trails. That's one of the more technical in lower wow. Michigan, which you know, calling technical if you're, you know, in Boulder listening to this might be, you know, not quite what you're thinking. Uh, But, you know, even the last mile, you know, I I sprained my ankle and and kind of blew a blood vessel uh, on some of those mountain bike trails. I mean, for for this area, what you think is flat and fast, there is some gnarly stuff out there. Um, So that one is definitely kind of more of a true, you know, ultra course, if you want to think of it that, you know, a little more like what you'd find out east in the mountains uh, than the rail trail. But, that's why I wanted it so bad. It's it's fun. Nice. Well, as it happens, on the same day, Saturday, I was on the Vasa Pathway mm-hmm. up outside of TC, Traverse City, yep. which is the classic Nordic ski race course. Um, and I was on my gravel bike, as it happens. And then tomorrow, I'm, which is, it was technical, though. That's, those are punchy little hills. Yep. They, and a Nordic course, they, they're not concerned with the same things that they are concerned with if it's designed for another use. They, they like the little steep little ups and downs. And as it happens, tomorrow I hope to do the entire Pierre Marquette Trail, which goes east to west, mostly across the state. I'm doing that on my bike also, though, Josh. Yeah, one of the things, I just created the Michigan Ultra Runners Association, oh. uh, and we're trying to have a state championship because the USATF here doesn't do anything for ultra runners. Uh, and the Pierre Marquette Trail on the far western end of it where it's all the crushed limestone is where we want to have you know our race which will be everything from 50k to 100 miles so that's uh, that's a pretty great trail that's in the manistee national forest yes yep good well hopefully if i make it i'll be there about this time tomorrow on my gravel bike so good rails the trails are fun but as you said you have 12 fkts listed on the site and you did, this is a little different from rails to trails to you've done the most Colorado 14ers in a 24-hour period. That's a little different. Yep. Yeah, one of the, the big thing I did for that one is, is I failed the year before. So I got all the lessons learned, um, you know, really working on the best route. You know, you can, you can do any 10 and everybody does quandary because quandary is easy. Um, you know, you can take the blue, but blue, blue lake road. Yeah, and it's kind of there by Democrat and uh, Cameron, and well, I guess Cameron wouldn't count, Bross, uh, Lincoln. Um, but by skipping that and going right to Belford, Oxford, Missouri, yeah, I think that, that really helped because I had that block of three instead of going after an easy one, which would still be you know a lot of gain in mileage without being able to link two or three at once. Um, and then acclimation is huge. Uh, so I went out there a week beforehand and spent a whole week in Silverthorne at 10,000 feet, you know, just... Uh, in Silverton or Silverthorne? Silverthorne, yep. So kind of right by those. I did some scouting, you know, just kind of climbing beer stat, you know, just to get up to elevation. Kind of hate to break you the bad news, but that's not 10,000 feet. I think you're a stronger uh, at, at elevation than you think. Silverthorne, I think, is like 8,000. 
uh, it's like ni- where we uh, had the actual, we, we did like a home away and got a house. It oh. said it was about 9,500. Oh, okay. Like on Strava. So it was up there. Um, but yeah, once I acclimate, you know, it's it's interesting. I wanted to see how I how high I could get to actually try to get altitude um, to affect me because it really doesn't affect me as much as other people. Uh, Josh, you're going to have to interject here again. So it takes takes 19 days to make a red blood cell. So hope so. What you did in that week is feel good about yourself and feel confident. You didn't actually change your hematocrit level in iota, but that worked for you. I think you're a strong climber. Is what it amounts to. I hope to. I, I would love to be known for that. <laughs> <laughs> well, like you say. Uh, 10 14ers in 24 hours. Boy, the Michigan guy gets it done. So what's with the state high points? You, oh my gosh, you're just, you're an energetic, you, you're you good at altitude as it turns out, and you're a very energetic guy. So this means you did the 48 contiguous state high points, just boom, boom, boom. Yeah, that's actually how I got into athletics, period. You know, I, I was, you know, very early 30s, you know, had the restaurant that I owned, career, uh, and just kind of getting burned out on that. Uh, so when I eventually, when I sold out of the restaurant, you know, I wanted to kind of get back to my roots, you know, growing up in, you know, the north woods of Wisconsin, you know, I love the outdoors. Uh, so I went to just climb the highest place in North Carolina. You know, if you're going to go kind of hike up a mountain, you may as well hike up the highest and accidentally stumbled upon high pointing. Uh, you know, and I'd be reading about people who did them all, and it took them, you know, five, ten years of vacations to do it. Um, and patience is a virtue, but I still don't have it. So I, I figured, let's just try to knock this out as quick as possible. Uh, so I found out that uh, an English climber, Jake Meyer, who's done a lot of really cool stuff, including being the youngest to ever climb the Seven Summits, had this record here. And, and so I, being a logistics guy, I kind of had my spreadsheet and, you know, figured out how long it would take to climb each mountain, how long it would get to peak to peak. Um, and, and I had never put on crampons, never used an ice sack. So I just went to YouTube, taught myself how to do it, went to Mount Hood, practiced a bunch, you know, what I had seen on YouTube and then climbed Hood and figured, okay, I can do this. So we went out to Rainier a month later and just knocked four days off the record. And I've just been hooked ever since. Wow. Wow. You did, you did 48 summits, 48 state yep. high points in 19 days, seven hours. So you must have had a crew. You must have just gotten in the car and gone to sleep and eaten, and someone drove you. Yep, exactly. So it was me, my best friend, my dad, and my sister. So my, my sister climbed all the peaks with me. Wow. And, and I told her, uh, when Jake had said it, you know, a decade previous, he had a climbing partner for the first five, which are technical. You know, Rainier, Hood, Gannett, and Granite Peaks. I mean, those are those are legit mountains that, I, you know, I probably should have done more than YouTube how to be on crampons to learn. Um but I told my sister, if you're going to be on my team for this, um, why not do them all with me? Like, if you can keep up, you know, why not? Like, I, I thought it was weird that Jake had a guy do the five hardest, but then didn't let him do the other 43 that are more, you know, just walk, run or walk and hike up. Um, so she she was a champ. In fact, by the end, you know, I know that says mixed gender team, even though it's the overall record for that. You know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if she could have even beaten me toward the end. She was just so tough and so strong. Um, you know, when we got out to the East Coast. Interesting. Um, so in this, just the way we worked the FKT uh, record keeping, you're a mixed gender team yep. since you went together. But just for the overall, this is the FKT by yeah. four yeah. days. And, of course, she just knocked the female out of the park. Oh, just she beat it by two months. <laughs> <laughs> two months. 
That's solid. Yeah. <laughs> well, so, well, I could ask you, well, when are we going to get your sister on the podcast? But uh, maybe we'll hear from her another time. Yeah, and, and it was uh, it was interesting because the last one was the highest point of Maine, Katahdin, which is the terminus of the Appalachian Trail. And when we got there, there was a news van in the parking lot. And so I was kind of, you know, getting a big head for the first time thinking, oh, my gosh, has someone heard of us? And so I, I kind of sheepishly went up and said, what's up? And he's like, oh, we're here for Scott Jurek. He's, you know, up there somewhere breaking the, the record. So Scott, when he broke his Appalachian Trail record finished the same place we finished about an hour before us wow uh, and i was not i was not a runner at that point i i considered myself a climber um but but not at all a runner i mean i'd occasionally do like hill sprints to get tougher like uh for workouts uh but i met scott on the way down uh who's obviously an incredibly sweet man uh and, and kind of joked you know hey you know don't break my record because obviously he could crush it uh, and he you know kindly joked you know don't break mine you know, I just kind of thought, interesting, don't break yours, you say. And, and I, I didn't, it's almost like a dog chasing its tail and catching it. You don't know what to do. Like, you know, those state high points were the first big thing I ever tried. You know, it was this ambitious, crazy, you know, life-changing, incredible journey. And when it finished, it's like, what do you do next? Um, so that weird, you know, chance one minute with Scott kind of gave me something where like, what would it like, what would it look like to go after the Appalachian Trail? Wow, that was Josh, you were meant to do this. I'm not sure. What, what did you do before this? Uh, I did run the 800 in college for a okay. tiny little school. The, the 800 to 10 14ers in one day. Okay. Yeah, and I took 10 years off after college to put on, you know, 30 pounds and, you know, not exercise for a long time. So that, that part of my life didn't help. Um, but, yeah, I just that, – that appealed to me, the outdoors. I kind of put together a 10-year plan because I figured it would take 10 years to get ready to even try the Appalachian Trail. You put together a 10-year plan? Sure, yeah. You are a logistics guy. <laughs> I'm a logistics guy. Yeah, when we did, we just finished, and I don't consider this an FKT, but we just broke the record for most countries running in a day. I and, saw that. And uh, let, Let's get to that in a second. I just want sure, to yeah. hit the pause button here for a second because uh, the listeners should be picking up key FKT tips from Josh <laughs> Sanders here, which is, one, um, watch YouTube. So... You can do technical mounds. Rainier hood is actually harder than Rainier, depending on what time you do. Uh, agreed. And people have died on hood uh, mm-hmm. many times. Of course, gr- uh, granite in Montana is just nuts. It's, mm-hmm. it's way in there, et cetera, et cetera. And so no worries. Just watch a YouTube video. You're there. And then your spreadsheet, you've got to do that. And somehow you can go from all that to doing high points or knocking down sub-seven-minute miles. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that easy. That easy. Okay. So uh, this, is, this is good. This is like an inspiration. Oh, and meet Scott Jurek when he's finishing up the Appalachian Trail. Don't leave that right. out of Right. That's the mix. key. You just got to stalk Scott mm-hmm. and, then, and then get him when he's really tired mm-hmm. after a long event and then just ask him for some advice or to motivate you and then you're good to go. Okay. This is, you've heard it here first. This is how you succeed. But you just started to mention this nutto, that's not nutto, this amazingly interesting project you did in Europe. We're talking about the Midwest. We're talking about the Potawatomi Trail. You've been in North Carolina and Illinois, but this is way different. This this is amazing. How many countries can you run in one day? Well, first off, it is nutto. You you were correct with that. Okay. Um, And and logistically, I just wanted to see, my, my project is what can you do in a day? 
you know, it's, it's been said, and I forget if this is a Chinese proverb or where I heard it, but we underestimate what we can do in a day and overestimate what we can do in a year. And I always like that because we look at a day as only 24 hours. You can only do so much, but I disagree with that. So the whole 10, 14ers in a day is how many can you do in a day? Um, you know, I'm, I'm intrigued by that. So I wanted to look in how many countries can you run at in a day? Um, and logistically, I wanted to challenge myself with something out of my comfort zone, which renting cars in London, which is where it was cheapest to fly into, and being on the wrong side of the road, you know, the wheel on the other side of the car, figuring out the logistics for getting a rental van into 13 countries, um, working with countries only in the Shenzhen region, uh, that treaty sign where there's open borders, so you can kind of get through without the stops. Oh, 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 there's a region in the European common market called Shenzhen. I, yep. didn't, I didn't know that. Sure. So the Shenzhen Treaty is basically an open border treaty signed by a couple dozen countries. So it technically would have been logistically quicker to go into um, you know, some different countries, but they were not part of that and we could have got stopped at the border. So we, we chose to go into the Czech Republic uh, instead of heading south into some of those countries. So that way you're just, you're, you're doing 13 countries. Yep, 13. But you're just you're just a driving fest. You're not being stopped. Of course, you have to do serious navigation. Right, and th- and that's why I, I w- that's not an FKT. Is it's way more driving, you know, and then 13 miles throughout the day. Uh, to be considered a run, you have to do at least one mile. That's pretty commonly accepted. Um, so I, I wanted to make it affordable as I could. You know, we got it done for under two grand a person. You know, so you put the whole thing together and just invited people to sign on. Absolutely. Wow. You know, I, I roll, you know, my cost into it. So that's great for me. And, you know, it's kind of like a little, you know, it's not a business, but, you know, it's something that, you know, at least I can do all of this traveling, you know, and, and basically that's the, the fee is just kind of rolling it in for them. And, and we do some great stuff. Well, I'll have to track down that website. There's, you did a great write-up. In fact, my daughter sent me the link to your trip report a month or so ago. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was well done. And if I recall, you, you're, you're cranking away 13 countries. How many people did you have? Uh, we had 16 in two big vans. Oh, oh my gosh. This is, you are a logistics guy. I would... Uh, this is what I don't think I would have thrived in that environment. <laughs> it, it was interesting. And we had... You know, I, I was very honest from the start. You have 13 minutes per mile. So, so you don't have to be fast. This isn't like a, a true speed record. It's more of an adventure record. And, and half the stuff I do is just trying to be really adventurous, pushing what you can do in a day, and the other half is really competitive. So when we're doing the adventure stuff, I, want, I love that feeling of an FKT, of doing something incredible. Uh, and I want other people to experience that, you know, even if they're not elite, because I'm not elite. Um, I'm really fast, but certainly not elite. But if, if I can use logistics to and you know have a better plan, you know I feel like I can do some some really cool stuff out there. You know I'm I'm certainly not going to get rim to rim to rim. Um, but you know Zion unsupported, sure. You know there, there's some things that that I can go after, and, and I want other people to have that feeling. So the Europe trip, for example, you know we had one woman who is 70 years old. Um, you know just got into running five years ago. Uh, so certainly she wasn't fast or elite, but she could handle 13 minute miles, you know, 13 times throughout the course of a day. And she was a champ, you know, did it well, but she's got a great sense of adventure, you know, so we, we set this cool record together. Uh, and, and that gets kind of addicting um, for some of these more adventurous trips that, you know, they're, they're not elite competitive records. They're just a cool thing someone hasn't done before. Wow. Good job, Josh. And you, I really appreciate that you opened it up to 
whomever, who, as long as they knew you, mm-hmm. then you opened it up and 16 people went over there and got a chance to have this adventure and they got a chance to coattail you because that would be hard to organize. But you did the organization. They just had to get in that van and mm-hmm. not complain. Yep. Yeah, they did not have to go over for 10 hours rental car documents making sure certain makes and models could make it into Italy because that was the less fun of, of that trip. Wow. But if I, I'm going to put the trip report uh, URL on our show notes. Cool on the website, so make sure anyone wants to read more about this, they can just look at it in the show notes. But if I recall from reading this, it came down bizarrely to like the last few minutes in the 24 hours. That's a little odd, isn't it? Yeah, we, we figured we'd have about a 30-minute... When I did the logistics, I figured it would take 23 hours and 30 minutes, and I figured we could cut a little time off of it. Um, and we were cutting it closer than I would have liked to, but hit this stretch of Belgian interstate where for 40 miles there wasn't a gas station. And we've been passing one every five or six miles. So this was just, you know, it, it's impossible to kind of know that without living there. You know, you just don't think it's going to be 40 miles without a station at the wrong time. We tried to fill up at a French station before we, we went into this territory, but you know, all of our credit cards weren't working. There was the language barrier. So we gave them all the euros, but it wasn't enough to fill up. And, and we ended up having to go seven miles off into the middle of the night in this deep, um, you know, uh, territory of Belgium. You know, we actually crossed over into Luxembourg, which, which was actually barricaded off. We went around to the side to get the only gas station uh, that said it was open, you know, in any direction for 20 miles. And if that wasn't open, we were we were toast. Like, we would have had to spend the night there. Uh, and when we got there, you know, it was off, and none of the pumps had a credit card receptor. And I'm like, great. I just dragged 15 friends and running acquaintances, and we're all going to be sleeping in vans, you know, in Luxembourg tonight in Farmville with the cows, they're not going to be pleased with me. Uh, but turns out the very last pump had a credit card slot. One of the guys ran over and checked. And sure enough, like I, I actually put in my first three credit cards. They all got, you know, not working, declined. And, and I actually was like almost masochistically like, I'm going to put my debit card in here just to get a rejected a fourth time because I'm so upset right now. And the debit card worked. Um, so yeah, it was crazy. And then we just tore out of there. We were obeying all the speed limits and everything the whole way. Uh, we might've gone a few miles an hour over <laughs> once we got to the interstate there, like really trying to make it. So we made it to the Netherlands, pulled off onto that first exit. I kind of, I say crashed the car into the grass. It was just grass. I mean, we just went off and there was a little bike path and we just tore off. Uh, so to only two of us, me and Kyle were able to go sub six on our mile. We, we both ran like a five and a half minute mile. Um, to be able to finish in under 24 hours. And everyone else was just over 24. Uh, but at least everyone got half a mile in the Netherlands before the, the clock struck 24. So <laughs> it, was, it was a stressful, wild last hour and a half, but it makes for a good story. It's ludicrous. I mean, you're, it's 13 countries in 24 hours, and it came down to the rivet. It's like you were diving across the tape. So of the 16 people, only two people could do a sub-six minute. All he had was six minutes. Yeah, yeah, less that's, than. That's, uh, that's on the rivet. Running out of gas in the middle of the night. Okay, all right. Yeah, and just uh, two weeks ago, we, we decided to do most states ever. Um, so I have a, a one- and a three-year-old, and, and the one-year-old was sick, and I'm kind of planning this event. I got a few friends to do it. Uh, and, and, you know, when little kids are sick, it's tough because you want to comfort them. But, you know, if they're crying all the time, that, that gets you too. So I'm like, I need some self-care. Uh, so I went to Outback Steakhouse and got potato and Diet Coke, put my headphones in at the bar. And I was just like, I want to be alone with like a, a baked potato and a Diet Coke. Like that's apparently how I self-care. And I'm just kind of going through Facebook and I see Corey Woltering's um, podcast pop up. 
I'm like, this dude seems down for whatever. So I, I just DM him and I say, hey, man, do you want to go run in 18 states in one day with us real quick in like a week and a half? Like half hour later, he writes me back. He's like, you're crazy, but absolutely, let's do this. So, so me, Corey, and two buddies from Europe and one other friend, uh, we just got in a car and drove through 18 states in one day, again, running one mile, and, and same thing happened. You know, we, we get to New Hampshire and we have two minutes ahead of pace to do 24. Uh, and luckily there was a little construction that we were kind of building into there and we, and we got through it a little quicker. So when we got to Vermont, the 18th state, you know, we had 10 and a half minutes. Um, so again, me, me and Corey were able to, to finish quickly with five minutes to spare, but uh, two of the people on the Europe trip who just missed it by one and three minutes on 24 hours got it by two minutes on this one too. So I, I have a bad habit of cutting it down to, to like two minutes. Uh, and even uh, Black Mountain Crest Trail, which I did in April, uh, I beat the ascent record by three seconds and it's uh, almost a three-hour record. So apparently that's my MO now is, is cutting it way too close. That's close. Yeah, three seconds is real close. <laughs> well, in 18 states, that's obviously back east, and you were on the rivet totally for that one also. Yeah, yeah, just right down to a wire. Okay. In fact, in New York with four hours left, we were 10 minutes behind. And I'm just thinking about the two people who had just missed Europe too, thinking, oh my gosh, like they're going to hate me forever if, if this is 24 hours and two minutes again. Uh, so luckily, traffic in that construction zone cleared out, and we made it. But yeah, it was it was a pretty wild, adventurous day. Well, you're you're ener- you're an energetic guy. Turns out you're very quick and very good at altitude. I think you're better at altitude than you un- you understand because, like I said, one week acclimatization eh, doesn't really account for that much. <laughs> a logistics guy, but boy, it's it's, it's squeaky there. <laughs> so I'm gonna again put your trip report on the show notes so people can track you down. Is that all right? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so they can sign up for, so for what? What would they sign up for? What's next, Josh? You know, so, and this might air after this, but on Saturday. This uh, Saturday. This Saturday, uh, so that's the 29th of June, uh, we're, we're doing like the big adventure that I've been planning for a while. Uh, the record for physically visiting all 50 states is six days, 17 hours, and 31 minutes. So I, I kind of put together, you know, flight patterns, uh, vehicle directions, and realized I can beat that by a day and a half. So what can I do to kind of make this more fun and actually kind of like an athletic thing? Uh, and the answer is run a 5K in each state. So we're calling it the 50 States 5K. Uh, so we're going to visit all 50 states in six and a half days and run a 5K while we're there. So it's going to be a, probably a close to 160-mile week. So we'll go a little over 3.1 miles just to make sure we're getting that full 5K. So it'll be a ton of miles, but we'll we'll be in every state in the country. Uh, so that, that's something I've been working on for a while. I just think that'd be, you know, the great American road trip, you know, combined with knocking out running in every state, which will be, you know, really kind of a fun adventure for us. So that's the next big thing. But again, that's more of an adventure. You know, I wouldn't, that's not an FKT. Right. Uh, but the big FKT, you know, that I want to go after this year is Nolan's 14. Oh. That, that's always been, you know, the thing I've wanted to go after. So... You know, hopefully this, the snow conditions and, and just with all I'm doing, um, you know, just with having the family, I'm not going to be able to scout. And again, I'm not as good as Joe Grant is, and I'm not as good as Andrew Hamilton is, and I'm not as good as, you know, Alex Nichols is. Uh, so my plan was to just do the route so much that I had the most efficient route. Good. Uh, and then just hope that if that's my A race for this year, you know, because obviously if it were their A race, you know, they could probably go faster too. You know, so I'm going to lose some of the few advantages I thought I would have. So 
you know, if nothing else, failing this year will will help me for faster attempts next year. But that's that's the FKT that scares me. Um, it's the misogi, if you will, of my year. That one thing that's you know impossibly hard that you're going to remember for the next year. Um, so I figure, hey, let's at least do the most we can as far as planning. So I'm going to go out and pace somebody at the Leadville Hundred, and then you know take a few days, you know, be out there, be up there, get some more scouting in, and then. Let the chips fall where they may. Scouting is helpful on Nolan's. Oh, hugely. <laughs> it's the biggest thing in my mind. Well, and the ability to move quickly on third-class rock. Yeah. I mean, it's endless third-class boulder hopping. But a quick tip, um, snow is good. Snow is better than no snow. So if you're good on snow, you want snow. Yeah. Because then you get a glissade, you can speed it up coming down. Except for right now, you can't get in for support. So if you did it right now, it would be required to be mostly an unsupported or self-supported event at the, at the best because you can't drive in. Yeah, very and I'd, far. I'd go unsupported. Like that's yeah. What the heck? Yeah, if if I can go unsupported, I like to go unsupported. Right. Well, going back to the Great American Road Trip, Mike. That's not a road trip though. You're gonna this. You can get some frequent flyer miles out of this. Six and a half days. This includes Hawaii and Alaska though. Yeah, yeah. So we're flying out to Hawaii. We land at two. We'll sit on the beach for a few hours run our 5K, hop the one flight to Alaska. Yeah, I, I would have loved to have got the East Coast out first and get that mileage in, but there's only one direct flight from Honolulu to Anchorage every day. So, like, if anything happened to that flight and we had done the first 49 states first, like, I just I couldn't take that risk. Wow. Uh, so we'll start in Hawaii, then go to Anchorage, then Seattle. Wow. Uh, so we've got those big flights, and then it's all a road You trip. are the logistics guy. It's just like uh, the Colorado 14ers record. Everyone learned fairly early on to start at Sunlight and Eolus, because that's the most distant summits, and they come right down and get the train out. Yep. But you have to hit that timing. Yes. So it's, you're doing the same type of thing there. Yep. Oh, my gosh. This is kind of spinning my head around. Uh, <laughs> did, you, did you say six and a half days? Yeah. I, yeah, we definitely have to beat six days, 17 hours. But I, I firmly believe we should get down in six days and 12 hours. But now how do you do 5Ks in an airport? Because the security guards aren't going to like Oh, that. we go outside. So, so we'll start outside in Hawaii. We'll start the clock at 7.30 p.m., run our 5K, then go through security. So we'll lose that time of 90 minutes getting through TSA. Uh, and then when we get to Alaska, we'll actually just get an Uber outside of the airport. There's a really cool park with a downtown view of Anchorage two miles away. So we'll just Uber or taxi out there, run it, then go back through security. We've, we've built that time in. So all your 5Ks are outdoors. Exactly, yeah. You're not going back and forth through a concourse. Exactly. That'd yeah. be a little funky. Yeah, that would. Uh, and, and we budgeted half an hour for each 5K. So it's not like we have to fly, you know, eight, nine minute mile pace. Because it's interesting when, you know, knowing this from Europe and knowing this from the States, getting out of a car, running a mile and getting right back in a car or a 5K, after 10, 11, 12 of those, your, your legs feel weird. <laughs> you know, you, you don't really have that time to stretch out. It's just like you're going and you're, uh, it, it definitely takes a different toll on your legs. Uh, so we built half an hour in. And again, no one going is elite. You know, there's some solid ultra runners going. You know, myself and a few others have won races. Other ones, you know, they're 100-mile veterans. You know, so, so we're tough. But it'll definitely take a, a different toll on your legs. Yeah, and your mind and your body and your pocket. But you're going to get some frequent flyer miles. Yeah. And, of course, don't bring any guns or knives in your luggage. Yes, I'll have to leave the uh, 9 millimeters at home. Indeed. Yeah. But I presume everyone's got TSA pre-check. Uh, yeah, Although, yeah so we can I mean, go pretty quick. Okay, I mean, yeah. without that, that's kind of like bringing yeah. your water bottles, TSA pre-check yeah. for this. Yeah. Well, Josh, this is exciting. You're 
How many hours a night do you sleep? You know, I, I struggle with sleep. It's one thing I'm really trying to improve right now. I try to get eight hours. I really do. But usually it's seven to nine, depending, probably averaging oh. a little less than eight. Oh, that's pretty good. I mean, just from what I'm hearing, I, I'm wondering. I was thinking more like four. But so good for you. That's excellent. You, you are a logistics guy. Your planning is amazing. Yeah, that's. I, I'm hoping that bridges the talent gap because I do think I'm a, a good runner. You know, I, I, you know, I can win the regional ultras. Although if I went to the highly competitive ones, you know, I, it wouldn't be close. Um, but I'm hoping with some of the more logistically complicated ones, I'm really drawn to those because that narrows that gap. You know, if you, if you're going over 24 hours, complicated things, you know, that kind of helps me in my mind with the with the talent I do have you know, hopefully be a little more competitive with the guys that are just faster than I am. And plus watch YouTube videos. Right, right. Yes, exactly. Josh, this has been a delight. Glad to see the Midwest finally getting represented <laughs> on fastestknowntime.com. Good job, Josh. Yep, love it. I'll try to represent at altitude here and there too. Thank you.